everyone, and welcome back to the latest episode of the Winged It F1 podcast. All three of us are back together for the first time in a few weeks. And by all three of us, I, of course, be myself, Nigel Chu, Adam Dickinson from Oklahoma, and Freddie Coates from Sheffield. Even though he's been in Monaco, I'm Dan's because he's having fun, like we all are. Uh, yeah, how are you guys doing on this fine Monday afternoon? Well, it's not afternoon for me, it's 10.21 in the morning. But no, I'm very good. This must be one of the few days in the past few weeks that we've been just in two countries rather than all being in separate countries flung across Europe and the world. But no, I'm very good. I'm, uh, I think there's, I don't know, it's going to be interesting seeing how the Miami Grand Prix plays out and I'm looking forward to discussing that today. Yeah, I'm pretty good. As you said there, Nigel, I've, I've been on my travels a bit at the Formula E and the GT World Challenge um, events this weekend. So I'm a little bit tired, but I mean, cry me a river. I had an absolutely fantastic time. So I am still on a high from a weekend of just brilliant racing. Absolutely. And we've got more brilliant racing coming up this weekend, hopefully. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about the news because that's what we're going to do as a podcast. Uh, there was a <laughs> bit of news on Monday about 2026 uh, and some new teams potentially, likely. Uh, the VW story has been going on for what seems like years, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah. now it looks like Audi and Porsche are going to join before the war on grid. Uh, there's a story by Reuters with... Uh, let me get his name right. What's his first name? Herbert Thies, uh, the VW chief executive, uh, has basically said that uh, Porsche intend to partner up with Red Bull from 2026. Uh, not quite sure about Audi yet, but this looks like as close to an announcement without announcing something that we're going to get that Porsche and should be Audi are going to join Formula One from 2026. So, Freddie, what is your reaction to that? I mean, my reaction is that it's actually kind of happening. I mean, those of you who are listening to this, who've been F1 fans for quite a bit of time, the Audi-Porsche rumours joining Formula 1 seemingly are always there. There's seemingly an article every year saying Porsche to join F1, Audi to join F1, but nothing happens. So I think you'll forgive us, uh, forgive me, if... I approached this a few months ago with a little bit of cynicism, but this I'm 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 excited and I'm excited because I think you know this actually could happen. Last time Porsche were in F1 wasn't actually very competitive, but before that they made the tag engines for McLaren that won championships. Audi have never been in F1, but they've been stonking everywhere else they've they've raced. So these are two companies who can do it properly. Two companies under one umbrella, obviously, but. You can do it properly. You very much do their own thing anyway. It's not going to be a Porsche-Audi team-up. It's going to be Porsche versus Audi, and it's going to mean a lot to them to beat the other. And I think it's very good. I'm really happy that it's coming to fruition. And it's it's nice because it shows... It, it's really showing the sort of position F1 is in, in a way that we've complained a lot as F1 fans a lot, that where are the big names? Why have we only got Renault and Mercedes and Ferrari up? At one point, um, where's BMW? Where's well Porsche? But you know, and here they are because because F1 is in a good state, and that's nice to see. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk a bit about Porsche first. Porsche Red Bull, Adam. How does that sound to you? Porsche Red Bull in 2026. It sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty uh, pretty scary if Red Bull can, um, or oh, sorry, Porsche can kind of get their um, get their things together pretty quickly and you know have that transfer that knowledge that we know they have from a, a range of other motorsports um, across the motorsporting world. So yeah, I think that. It, it must be very exciting going from where Red Bull were, you know, a, a year ago where Honda are pulling out and there's kind of a lot of uncertainty over the program. Will they have to go back to Renault or will they have to crawl on their knees to Mercedes or Ferrari? And um, to go from that to now where they could be getting one of the biggest names and kind of just most efficient brands in the car world, partnering with them and powering their cars will excites the team a lot and you know i'd imagine if if there's any doubt over whether max verstappen would be leaving or anything like that a few years down the road to be able to kind of wave that in front of him as um as what's on the horizon will be pretty um i, I think that'd be pretty persuasive or at least it would be to me but i'm not an f1 driver famously <laughs> no i think that's a great point i think we mentioned uh, when verstappen signed his contract during the i think it was the first pre-season test earlier this year they are mentioned that the two reasons he signed is, apart from money, obviously, is uh, because he's got a decent car this year, because he had a day or two in the car, and because I think this portion of Red Bull move has been coming, and I think you know that kind of partnership is something that will excite, excite the staff. And, you know, why would he leave Red Bull when you've got Porsche coming to join you? So you know, I think it goes mm-hmm. back to that. We're finally going to hopefully get some kind of announcement you know, this year with Red Bull. Porsche. Uh, what do you think about the engine side of things, Freddie, in terms of Porsche coming in? Because obviously Red Bull have got a Red Bull powertrains engine, which is actually Honda. How do you think that will be sorted out? Um, so Porsche as a new manufacturer will be given dispensation uh, and development time and dyno time and so on and funding that they can put into it. Um, it's going to cause a few headaches and it's obviously going to cause a few arguments because albeit with Porsche and Audi being under the same VW bracket, that's an argument in itself, what's transfer of data, but they're very much officially separate companies. But anyway, um, Porsche coming in to sort of take over from Rebel Powertrains and essentially be taking over from Honda means that are they then getting extra development on a power unit package that has had a lot of investment and development? And that's going to be a sick, sticky, sore situation probably very soon, which to be discussed. So... It's going to be there's going to be a few arguments that will be long term legal arguments I think coming into this Audi very much want to do this on their own but Porsche have been flitting around they even went they even went to the point of making a um, a V6 turbo engine in 2015 um, 2016 considering an entry then again I think with Red Bull um, and they've d- d- went as far as dyno time on that so Porsche are in a better position just in terms of floating the waters with F1 than Audi. Um, but currently it looks like Audi will um, be a much easier kettle of fish to manage from a just a legal perspective than Porsche will be in their partnership with Rebel and Rebel powertrains and by then extension Honda. Yeah, um, Audi, uh, it's not quite as clear who they are going to partner. It looks like if Andretti come in, they will go with Alpine, but Audi... It could really be anyone they could take over. Mercedes, McLaren, they could join, uh, make a partnership or take over Williams or 
or something like that. Uh, have you got any guesses, Adam, as to where Audi are going to go? Um, I guess maybe the one that might stand out at the moment is Sauber, given there's not too much certainty over where they're at or, you know, they've not been competitive previously for a few seasons. And I think that if you're looking at kind of um, the team that you'd be able to exert most influence over or kind of mould it in your own image, I'd imagine Salvador would be top of that pile, especially, you know, given William's recent takeover. I think the boat may have passed, that ship may have sailed for um, <clears throat> for kind of the ideal moment for that move. So, you know, I imagine that would be my guess, but it's, you know, as you say, it does kind of feel much more wide open than with Porsche's situation and just seeing... You know, I think that'll be really interesting kind of tracking. There'll be a lot of rumours coming out, the mountain of rumours coming out over the next months and years over what's going to happen there. But yeah, if you put me on the spot, I'd say it's Yeah, Freddie? Historically, Williams have been very steadfast to be Williams. Sauber have been a bit more happy to be someone else in the fact that they've been BMW and currently are Alfa Romeo. Um so from that kind of perspective, I would say Salva as well, particularly because McLaren seemed to have backed off from a lot of the talks with Audi um, as well recently in terms of sort of controlling stakes and so on. Um, so I kind of think um, I would also agree Salva, but um, it's all a bit kind of like, I don't know, because Doralton now own Williams and Doralton's an investment firm. And surely the best thing to do is to have bought Williams about $150, $160 million and then sell it to Audi for $500 million. That's surely what Doral can do in real yeah. life. So, not that this isn't real, you know what I mean, in, with other companies yeah. as a capital yeah, investment firm. So I kind of think that could open it up for William, the Williams name to be gone in a few years. And Williams has some staff that used to be at VW as well. Like, you know, Jos Capito, the team principal, and uh, mm. used to part of VWRC. I think there's a few other people. FX to Maison, yeah. the technical so director. Those, those links could, you know, perhaps entice VW to make Audi join up with Williams as well. So, you know, I, I can see that. And if it, I mean, if it is Williams or if it is Stalber, I think it's great for both teams. They'll, they'll have that extra money, extra backing. So, again, it's just really good for the sport, and F1 is really thriving uh, right now. Was you going to say something, Adam? I think. I think no, uh, no. I was agreeing. I've got one more thing on that, with just following on from you've said about Yost. Um, Williams have already put a marker in the sand that they're moving away from really this kind of previous ownership um, partnership with Mercedes that was so strong by not hiring Nick de Vries for this season and by saying, well, no, we're going to do our own thing. We're going to hire Alex Album. It's not a Mercedes seat in a way that. Um, did irk bosses at Mercedes. So even though they've got currently got a gearbox and some sort of, I think, brakes system kind of partnership with Mercedes, I think there's every, I think um, the more I speak about it, the more I seem to think Williams is kind of the answer for Audi. Mm. Yeah. And oh, I guess this is a bit of a wider question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Obviously these teams, uh, Audi and Porsche, Will be will be taking over the teams rather than forming their own team or their own manufacturer to have an eleventh or twelfth team. Do you think that's a good thing for F one or is it bad? So is it better that a big manufacturer comes in, helps the smaller team, or helps Red Bull, or is it better to have an eleventh or twelfth team? 
I'd rather, I don't think it's a bad thing on its own. I'd like, that's the first thing, but I think I, ideally, I think it would be better to, you know, have that 11th or 12th team and expand the, I guess, just the kind of margin for things going badly wrong with F1 because, you know, they're really, they're really kind of one, you know, we could have lost Hass a few years ago and they're kind of, they're really kind of only one catastrophe away from going down to 19th and that really would be catastrophic for the sport. So I think, you know, ideally you'd want to see them, you know, starting their own team and having, you know, a bit more kind of competition on the grid and, you know, just expanding that scope a bit. But as I say, it's not, you know, it's, that's the, I think what, what is on the table is the worst option, but it's not a bad option. It's still very beneficial to have one tough income. I, th- I, I kind of agree with that. It's kind of like, I'd much prefer just from a fan perspective to have more cars, more drivers, more teams on the grid. It's that question of then of heritage as well. You're not just recycling, <clears throat> you're keeping and rejuvenating history of Formula One as well. Um, so I'm on board with them joining as their own entity, but I also appreciate that's incredibly difficult and, it's that they've got this stupid 200 million kind of not like deposit, which isn't a deposit rule, which I know. Yeah. If you're showing the money, that makes sense, but you're not, you're paying the money and that's just arrogant. you can tell the team zone that run the sport, but um, it spreads the power base as well. If you've got 11 or 12 teams, because it means that you've not got five manufacturers with sort of a, a team that they can have as a, as a, a guinea pig, you can have this, the power spread a bit more and have sort of, each manufacturer has a bit less power and I, I think that's good as well but I don't think that's what's going to happen yeah I'd have to agree I think that's an important thing if you do get Porsche and Audi joining and you can have these you know big heavyweight teams there and then you know some something like a Aston Martin or whatever they could get almost left out in the way so that you know everyone's just got to be a bit careful of that but you know maybe maybe days, there's a, a Maybe there's a room for a kind of customer car kind of argument to kind of make this more of a possibility. And the way you look at um, the way these team Porsche and Audi have been ready to jump back into hypercar kind of thing, but it's a more simple thing. But LMP2, that has always been a phenomenal series because you can get an Oracle, you can get a um, the other one, a Lola, I don't know, um, and a Gibson or a Janetta kind of thing. You can get another car and use it. Whereas you can't really do that in F1. So I think maybe a more of a customer car kind of thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe you have um, Porsche Red Bull, Porsche Alpha Tauri, and then Porsche with an Alpha Tauri chassis or something. That kind of thing. Why not? Yeah. But anyway. That would be quite cool. Yeah. Probably won't happen, but it will be good. No, it, it won't <laughs> happen yeah. because it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And F1 doesn't like good ideas. Uh, Actually, but yeah, Porsche it's all right Audi, with them these days. Porsche, Audi, Andretti, if they're all joining in 2026, I think that's only good news for the sport, no matter what route they're taking. So, yeah, let's, let's hope we get some announcements uh, this year at some point, because who knows when it will happen. It could happen tomorrow, it could happen in February. It might happen even next year. What's uh, the suspense? We're about it now. Yeah, I know the suspense. Uh, we're also gonna, now I'm going to talk about this weekend's race, the Miami Grand Prix. F1 has gone from uh, Australia to Europe to America, and then they'll be going back to Europe because that's how it works. Uh, but yeah, it's the first of three American races there. New race, Miami Grand Prix. Our resident American expert, Adam yeah. Dickinson. Uh, what can you, how excited are you about the race? If you are excited, you might not be. 
I'm excited, but not like, not overly, I don't think. Um, yeah, it's kind of, I think that largely comes from having seen kind of views and videos of the track. I'm kind of not, you know, really hyped that it's going to be fantastic. And um, I think there's less, I think there was a lot more kind of, um, I guess, not positivity, I guess just like reaction. Um, or at least I've kind of seen more reaction when the Vegas Grand Prix was announced than like now leading up to this one. Um, but, you know, maybe that's just me not being in the loop or whatever. But yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a race at a good time for me rather than like six in the morning or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, I'm, I don't kind of feel any, I feel excited, but I don't feel any more excited than um, kind of any other F1 weekend, really. Like it's a standard level of excitement for me i will say that the uh corner names are great they're just like places it's just like the turnpike and the gant toll and parking yeah. lot five and <laughs> like tennis courts it, it's yeah it's <laughs> interesting um location it's or sam the bottle the lowest happen is it <laughs> no it's not not quite maybe it's some of them though at least they've given them some names yeah i mean you go to like um, and the only other really new track that I can think of with some corner names is probably Singapore because it's on streets, so they have street names. Like it was done mm. for them. Like famous, the Bahrain Turn Ten is a really difficult turn. Give that a name, but no, it's just called Turn Ten. So it's that kind of thing. At least who's got the castle section, and that's it. Just yeah, it's, it's a section. Like you've got the rest of the track, and then the castle section, and then it's still the rest of the Turn Forty Eight, isn't it? So. But we've actually yes. got the car. We've actually, they actually even admitted that they call it Car Park Five as the as one of the corners. It's fantastic. Lot Five. But and if, anyway. Yeah, on, on the track, Freddie. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Is it? Do you think it'll be a good track for racing? Bad track? It'll be good for qualifying, perhaps. I have no idea, mate. I have no idea what to make of it because it's got lots of opportunities for fast speed it's got opportunities for slipstream but it's also quite narrow at points and it's got weird camber at points as well if i'm right in saying so i've, I've kind of no idea what to expect from this i think I, it's one of those ones you don't really know until you can kind of get a picture of it as a size in relation to formula one if that makes sense because you maybe it isn't narrow maybe it just looks narrow on the kind of aceto corsa-esque kind of r factor two sim kind of stuff that's been going around i need to kind of see an onboard lap um in a couple of days to figure that one out really i'd say but i think a few of the drivers have have been quite favorable of it i think valtry bottas said in um imola to some press that he thinks it could be a bit of an overtaking fest so who knows maybe it'll be more of a baku kind of race but um maybe it'll be the race that vietnam should have been who knows I was yeah. literally about to say that. <laughs> I think it I think it could be that. But um yeah, no, I yeah, I I don't know. It the kind of what I'm thinking of is the uh onboard rendering that came out a year ago. Um so you know, obviously that's a lot can kind of be specified in a year and the track being real rather than on a simulation. So um maybe it's unfair to kind of go off that, but yeah, I'm kind of not not immediately blown away by it. I think Miami yeah. will do a good job hosting, though. Like, they they had the Super Bowl a few years, and by all accounts, that was just fantastic. And I think it's going to be a similar thing. I think it's going to be quite a uh, celebration. And I, unfortunately, I won't be there. But for people who are there, I think I'll enjoy it. 
Yeah, there will James be people Corden, there. There'll be LeBron James. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with Adam. I'm kind of with you, not, not as exciting as I have been. I'm not as excited as I have uh, been in the past for, for this race compared to other new races that joined, but it's still but, a new track. We weren't excited for Baku. I don't remember there, there being much hype for Baku. I remember people thinking, what the hell is this fiddly castle section? Yeah. And that's just really narrow for show. And the straight's just really long, just so we just have drive-bys. And people now go wild for Baku. So who knows? Maybe it's got the potential. But yeah, I think, it yeah, we need, be, we need to give it the benefit of the doubt. But we also, I think, yeah, you can approach it with a bit of kind of like, who knows what's going to happen? Stick a pin oh. and go wild for Baku for our Azerbaijan Grand Prix preview title. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think I think one thing which will be a key factor in terms of the pecking order is I think this tarmac <laughs> is all new, so I think that's going to rubber in a lot. And it's going to be a huge track evolution, probably the biggest track evolution we might see this year. So I think the gaps might be a bit bigger than we've seen in the first four races. Uh, so you know, instead of there being uh, ten cars separated by one second, it might just be five or six instead of something like that. So. I think that'll be quite the key. Whichever team can adapt to that new tarmac, uh, I think will have a big advantage with the, with the fickle uh, Pirelli tyres that, that 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 we've got at the moment. So I think that'll be the key in terms of uh, who's got the pace. Uh, but to, you know whether that's Red Bull or Ferrari or Ferrari, I've absolutely no idea because I think a lot of teams are bringing upgrades this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, and the margins are just so close. So. Can any of you two pick out who's going to be on top? Rebel no. or Ferrari. <laughs> really fantastic. <laughs> Come on. Oh, really? Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, Adam said it, Rebel or Ferrari. I think we made the mistake of thinking Ferrari would walk it in Imola and they didn't. Um, so I think it is just going to be pretty level pegging between Rebel and Ferrari. I don't really think there's any other way to look at it. I kind of there's things I want to happen. I don't think will happen. I don't know. I want Alpine to finally get their act together. I want mm-hmm. Science to finally get something decent happen to him at the, in a qualifying session. So yeah. hopefully that happens. I want the new Mercedes upgrade that they're being incredibly vague about to actually do something and not just be a like nothing. But probably won't be <laughs> yeah. the case. Actually, on site, uh, I think me and Freddie talked about this uh, post Imola about whether uh, he might be assigned to play the team role for Leclerc. Just get, just wondering what your thoughts on that, and whether sides might become a number two now. Um, I yeah, I I think he, I think it might be starting to get to that stage. I think this. Um, yeah, these kind of next couple of weekends, I think this and, and Spain, I mean, especially being his home race will be really pivotal. I think if he's still, um, you know, kind of not, you know, kind of clearly behind Leclerc and not got, you know, headline win or kind of not beaten Leclerc by that point, then I think by Monaco, then we'll be into that position. And I imagine Monaco will be a race that Ferrari will be 
targeting a lot, seeing as it's not ended well for Leclerc in the last few times he's been there. So, yeah, I think these next two races will be really pivotal, but also it's a hell of a long season. You know, it's not, there's a lot that can change or, you know, Leclerc has a couple of retirements as science has and suddenly, you know, it's kind of completely flipped and, um, you know, and obviously it depends on Red Bull as well, because what it can be that what's best for Leclerc is also best for science, depending on the situation with Red Bull. So, yeah, I think I, I think they'd be in this position. I imagine they'll be looking at that and using it as an option where they won't be with Leclerc. But I don't think that's kind of it done for science this season. I think he'll still have options to um, be his own man and get his own results. And it's kind of whether he can take them. Yeah. yeah. Any further thoughts on that, Freddie, since we last spoke about it? Yeah, they just need to be delicate. Ferrari have tried to sort of handle teammates before and it's gone awry really badly. Um, thinking of this management with Vettel and Leclerc, trying to sort of re-gift the win to Leclerc in Sochi from Vettel just was a mess. So just as long as they are clear and understandable and science knows what he's doing, yeah. But I can I can foresee a situation where this isn't communicated properly and Red will just drive past them. Yeah. I think yeah, I think for me, Science is one of the few drivers this weekend in particular who need a big weekend, you know, whether that's a great result or outstanding performance. Uh, I think the other driver is Mick Schumacher for me. I think he's had yeah. he's only one of the two drivers who haven't scored points yet when Magnussen has been in the top ten a few times. I think uh he really needs to get his confidence back and on a new track which might level the playing field a bit I think yeah Schumacher needs to do something this weekend uh, and uh, any other drivers you think uh, need to pull something out of the bag uh, this weekend I think Joe's going to have a great weekend oh nah, nah. so you yeah, need to have no, a great weekend or do you no think I just think I just think he is I think Miami's a lot like Sheffield I think he's going to have a he's going to feel at home though he's going to have a great nah I um, I don't I don't think there's anyone kind of at that stage. Yeah. Mm. Most drivers have been, Have we, have we lost hope for Latifi? Most, most drivers have done quite well. Yes. Yes, I have. Completely. I've lost hope for Latifi. I have. Mm. I think Nigel's and I are the same. Um, <laughs> Hulkenberg, he could have a big weekend. That would be nice. <laughs> Careful. Huh? Is he going to be the new race director considering... Um, <laughs> Eduardo Freitas both tested positive for COVID, sending them both mm. best wishes, obviously. But that was a you know, he is the, the super sub, yeah. Well, all right. Well, since we haven't managed to pick out any drivers because every weekend's equal and stuff like that, except the Knox Sprint weekends, <laughs> uh, let's give our predictions one, two, three for the race. Uh, I'm gonna come to you, Freddie, first since I caught you off guard. Uh, What's your thoughts? Um, Perez Leclerc Science. Perez Leclerc Science. Adam. Uh, boring Verstappen Leclerc Perez. Uh, I'll go Leclerc Science Verstappen. Uh, Fun. Yeah. I don't know if it has the kind of ingredients to be a crazy race. I guess every street circuit does. But yeah. yeah, but I guess I'm not like pinpointing it. It's not really a street it. track though, is it? It's, it's yeah, a, it's a just a new track that's been built. 
really in this in it's, this it's a, it's a permanent city. track yeah. with temporary infrastructure yeah um, it, it's a strange one i don't know i don't think it's kind of got the i'm all for like you know kind of wild podiums and predictions yeah but um all right give us a wild thing go on adam just give us a wild thing based on absolutely nothing um uh, alligator crawls onto the track at some point in the weekend well that's fun Ooh. yeah okay that's cool I'm it happens at the golf, golf tournaments in Florida a fair amount. Not on the track, on the golf courses. To be so, fair, they have yeah, like fine. ponds there. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll have like a water jump, like the steeplechase and, you know, or like Cars 2. Um, Cars 2. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Just one more thing to mention that I noticed. The W Series is starting this weekend at Miami. It's the They're going to have a third of the calendar is going to be um in america so there's going to be two races this weekend and it, it's in a bit not a transition but i guess there's a there's a few questions about it jamie chadwick's returning for a third season which hasn't i guess been universally um approved or appreciated but it's i guess showing the difficulties of finding a seat in a series higher up and yeah there's a few older drivers coming in so but there's still alice powell in who will be hoping to yeah make her win and go one better than last season and i think it's going to be interesting yeah abby pulling as well someone who yes, me and freddie have be met good. and interviewed she'll be good hopefully making that next step and becoming the champion this season so um yeah it's kind oh. of a bit of a, a weirder start to the season for w series but i think it should be a good watch so if you do have time check out that yes and for uk listeners it will be on sky sports f1 now um which is Properly a motorsport channel now, which is good. Yeah, but it's not free to wear, which is a bit of a problem. But no, you know, true. <laughs> it, it goes both ways, doesn't it? So you know, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that will be on Sky Sports F1. So will the F1, obviously, because it is Sky Sports F1. It'd be weird if it wasn't uh, for the UK listeners. We'll be back on Monday to review the Miami Grand Prix. Hopefully, it's a good race. Hopefully, it's exciting. If it's not, it doesn't matter. We'll be here. Uh, so until then, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.